We sneeze the demon out. <laughs> you know, some people don't like to say hallelujah. You know, but I like to say. Because I am a troublemaker for the devil and his kingdom. It's a joy to be here this morning. And uh, I want to especially thank Pastor uh, David and Carol for welcoming me. And uh, I was just uh, free today. And like uh, I just wanted to take some time away from home. I was uh, busy doing my so many things and uh, it was too much for me. So I was telling my wife I need to go out. And uh, so I just wrote to Pastor David, can I come on this Sunday? So immediately he said, yes, why not? Please come. And we had a fantastic time together talking and fellowshipping in the last couple of days. And I see God has placed so much rich deposit in his life. A lot of things I I learned a lot from him in the last couple of days. And uh, I'm very happy to be here. Last time I was here for a short... Yeah. And today it was very good for me to be here. I pray, I believe that God will do something awesome this morning. How many of you believe it? When we come to the house of God, we should come with an expectation. Not just to have coffee or tea or see, to see somebody. Church is not a social place. It's the place where we meet God. It's a place where God does something powerful, something exciting in our lives. Uh, so I believe today God has something special for each of us. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. I want to talk to you from the gospel according to Luke chapter 18 verse 8. Luke chapter 18 verse 8. It says, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith on the earth? This is the thing. So I just wanted to challenge you this morning by challenging you to take a step of faith. I wanted to speak to you about faith this morning. To challenge you to grow and use your faith and uh, reach out to your community, to, your, uh, to the challenges that you face in your life. Amen. Amen. So we see here, the Son of Man is coming. Will he find faith on the earth? Will he, fa- will he find faith in each of us? That's what it is. Jesus told this parable. And uh, we see in this that we need, I mean, in, the, in, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, 18 verse 1 to 8, if you read the first few paragraphs, we see it talks about, it talks about prayer. It talks about the unjust judge and the widow going after him and asking him to vindicate her. So it's it's a constant uh, approach of the, approach to the unjust judge. She keeps on going to the judge. And he is not having the fear of God. The Bible very clearly says he doesn't have the fear of God and he is not afraid of any human being. He, is not, he, don't, he doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't want to help or support or do anything. He is the boss of his own. He wants to do his own stuff, whatever he likes. And that is what he is. And this, this widow is approaching her, approaching him to vindicate her. So the thing is, God wants us to continuously keep praying and do not lose heart, do not lose our faith. So in the, it also talks about the last, I mean the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It talks about the Son of Man coming back. And when he comes back, will he find faith? Will he find people who, who do not lose heart? That means we will have challenges in our lives. We will have problems. We will have trials. We will have tribulations. We will have temptations. 
we will have so many different things that comes in our life. When he talks about the second coming of the Lord, we need to go to the previous chapter also, which is Luke 17. And we see the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, it, talks about the, it talks about the second coming. Where you see, these are the signs, this is how it is going to be. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man appears. As in the days of uh, Lord, this is how it is going to be. This is how it shall be when the Son of Man appears. You know, it, uh, from uh, verse 22, if I want to read, and said to the disciple, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look there or look here, do not go out or follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be on his, in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lord, they were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. But on the day when Lord went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur, rain from heaven and destroyed them all, so will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? When the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith on the earth? So these are the one with these are the things Jesus is telling to his disciples and having an understanding of the second coming, having an understanding of this parable that we should keep on praying without losing our faith. Jesus is warning to the disciples that they have it's a challenge for them to battle constantly, continuously, to win over so many things in life. If you have uh, understood that, um, so shall be in the days of Noah, or so shall be in the days of Lord, they were say it is not something very big which Jesus is telling. Jesus is not telling they were homosexuals, they were having, you know, he doesn't, he's not saying all these things in this passage. He's just telling simple things. He says, you know, they were eating and drinking. Is there a, we are also doing that. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being, being given in marriage until the day of Noah entered the ark. And in the days of Lord, it's like eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. These are the common things that we do. So it is not that the real bad stuff which is which is going to be a real challenge for even the simple things, the daily, day, the daily activities of our life is also going to make insensitive to the kingdom of the Lord. It's making us insensitive. The sophistication. The other day I was talking to one of my church leaders. The sophistication that we have as we grow, as we get everything, as we get uh, all that we need, as we, you know, even when you just push a button, you can transfer your amount to another bank. At the push of a button, you can pay your bills. At the push of a button, I, I bought my train ticket to come here. I had to just put my CVV number, that's all. It's a three-digit number, I just push that button, immediately I got my ticket. In, in the earlier days, we should, we should go and stand in the queue, you know, waiting for hours to get what we want to get. But now it is so easy, so simple. Everything we have, we are, so, we are living in such a place, such a season, everything is sophisticated. And the common things, the daily things that we do, 
it makes us so insensitive to the things of god it makes us so uh, numb to grow in in our faith we go, we we grow so cold we are not we are not getting um, strong we are not keeping our faith in god so this battle that we have in this world it's not only during the times of persecution not only during the times of temptation it is not during the times of you know not just in the, in our daily life you know we have to keep up that radical faith the self denying denying faith in the lord jesus christ even in our day day to day life even as we continue to do what we are doing each day the ordinary home life and the business life the day to day routine life that we do we are engaged in that more we say we don't have time to god time for god we don't have time to give equality time in the sense the quality time the real quality time to be in the presence of god real quality time reaching reaching out to the lord real, real quality time to hear from god you know we become so insensitive to the god's eternal kingdom so here we see will the son of man when he comes back will he fa- will he find faith in us can we can we appear to him and say lord jesus i have kept that faith i have run the race i have fought the fight good fight of faith i have kept the faith i have not given heart i have that faith will christ comes and find faith in us this is the thing will christ come and find faith in us without we losing heart would we continue to press forward would we continue to move forward would we continue to reach out to god in prayer having giving a quality time quality time of fellowship with the trinity each day without losing heart you know john piper makes this statement the faith is the furnace of our life it's the and its fuel is the grace of god and the divinely appointed shovel for feeding the burner is the prayer the prayer is the shovel the grace is the fuel and the faith is the furnace if we don't if we forget to take the shovel and feed the furnace it will grow cold it will go cold and we lose our faith we will become faithless when christ comes we should not appear to him be uh, i mean we should not be faithless so i wanted to encourage you to look into your faith a lot of people talk more about grace these days my daughter's name is grace and my another second daughter's name is faith so grace and faith my da- my wife is uh, pregnant 3 months pregnant so everybody is asking what is the third one <laughs> so i told them wait and watch <laughs> when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth there are different kinds of faith i don't know where we all stand today i don't know each of us have a different measure of faith i don't know how we are handling our faith in god i don't know where we stand in our faith but i want to tell you about uh, this bull faith bull kind of faith uh, in spain in spain there is a big ring where a bull the raging bull will come 
you know lot of guys will go and uh, fight the bull they will have a red uh, a red screen kind of thing and try to make the bull angry we have this like this in a different way in our country you know the bull is raging they'll make the bull to really become very angry you know it will stand like this it will it will do like this that means to say you leave me now i'm going to come and throw everybody away i'm ready for the thing i'm ready for the task i'm ready to face anything that's the meaning of this when the bull is doing like this i'm talking our faith should be like that a bull kind of faith to face anything in life let whatever come let any challenge come let any kind of problems trials tribulations whatever may come i am ready to face it i am not i am not going to give up on my faith i am going to face whatever it come whatever may come that is the kind of faith we should have you know jesus talks about the centurion when the centurion comes he says my servant is sick in the house so he comes and approaches jesus jesus said okay i will come and pray for him i will come to your house and pray for him he immediately says don't come to my house this is the first time i'm seeing a person says jesus don't come to my house he says do not come to my house i am a man with authority there are people working with me when i tell them go they go when i tell them come they will come when they tell them when when i tell them to sit down they will sit down when i tell them to do this they will do that when he says like this jesus immediately say i am never seen anybody having such great faith amen it's a great faith it's not the sinking faith like peter he was sinking in the water it's a great faith in the lord jesus christ the faith which is unshakable the faith which will endure the faith which is making him strong he says i have never seen anybody having such great faith even at that moment what is what is jesus doing he is finding who has faith he says i did not find anybody having great faith that's what he's going to do when he comes back again he's going to find who has faith will he find faith on the earth will he find faith on the earth he's going to find faith in us in revelation 22:12 it says and behold i am coming quickly i'm coming quickly my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work so the jesus when he comes he is bringing a reward for every one of us the reward is for those the reward is according to each of each of us according to the work that we have carried out he has a reward for every one of us if there is no works then there is no reward if there is no faith no action nothing done there is nothing we are going to receive same way in hebrews chapter 10 verse 37 and 38 says for yet a little while and the coming one will come and will not will not delay he will not delay who he who is coming is going to come he is not going to tarry he is not going to delay he is going to come in the right time we don't know when he is coming he might come any time he is ready to come he will come any time he is not going to delay but there is a word called but he says he is going to come any time but the just shall live by grace how does he live by faith we have to live by faith 
God, God is teaching us to live by faith. <clears throat> the just shall live by faith. The unjust will not live by faith. He will live however he wants. Yielding to the pressures of this world. Yielding to the challenges of this world. Yielding to all kinds of trials, tribulations and temptations. But the just will live by faith. He will not give up on faith. He will live by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to live by faith and not shrink back. It says, my soul has no pleasure in those who shrink back, who go back, who are lukewarm Christian, coming when you feel like coming, seeking God when you want, to, you want something from him, using God like a stepney tire. What do you say in a, a spare tire? Is there always you go? That's not, that is not a Christian life. The other day I was talking to pastor, he was talking about the trinity, the fellowship, the communion that they have between them. And he is inviting us, he has chosen us to join them, to enjoy that fellowship, to grow in that fellowship to develop our faith, being there and being victorious, overcoming everything, facing all the challenges that comes in our life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or am am I just... uh, Am I fine? Thank you very much. That makes me feel good. (laughs) It's okay to preach in our church, but preaching in a different setting... Especially in, a, in Britain, it's a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm trying my best. <laughs> Although I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> my wife was... Uh, um, I went to the mission field to do work among the non-Christians. And I was calling my wife every day and uh, saying, hello, how are you, and all that. We are married just, uh, I was married in 2012, October. So this was something like in uh, March 2013. So we were still flying. The romance was happening (laughs) every day, you know. We are always calling, talking to my wife. Even today, before coming, I spoke to my wife. So that's good to have that, you know. So I was talking to her. She said, uh, I want to tell you some secret. So what is that secret? Uh, It's a secret which I will tell you when you come here, not when you are there. She said, when you told it's a secret, I want to know it now. (laughs) I cannot wait. Please tell me what is it. She said, no, 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 I won't tell. I said, no, you need to tell me, otherwise I'm not going to cut the call. This is how you are, you always do this. I shouldn't have told you. I said, okay, whatever it is, please tell me what it is. So she told that you are going to be a father. (laughs) That's a secret. The baby in the womb... She found out that she is pregnant. Then I became, seriously, my life changed there. (laughs) To know that I became a father. All the while I was like, you know, I'm a single man just doing, (laughs) even after getting married, it's a different life. Although, but uh, when you become a father, that's totally different. It's really, your life totally changes. I couldn't sleep that night. I was thinking I became a father. <laughs> and I couldn't wait that I should go back to home. I, go, I should go back home soon. So somehow, after three days, I went home. In a hurry, I went and hugged my wife and said, what a wonderful thing this is. The whole day, I was talking to her. How is my baby? <laughs> Would it be like me? 
She says, no, 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 it's, it's like me. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this argument and uh, finally, then let me go and Google, and Google it and see how the baby is. So I went to the Google and uh, said, uh, what is the size of the child? And seven, seven weeks pregnant. And they say it is like an apple seed. We had been to the doctor and the doctor uh, tested, scanned and said, Sir, your baby is all right. Your baby has a heartbeat. It has the lungs and everything. And when I found out the baby, my baby is the size of an apple seed, I couldn't really sleep at all. <laughs> Seriously. I was thinking, how can an apple seed have a heart? So small, and it has a kidney, it has lungs. I was just imagining how great our God is. Then I went back, said, how is it like in the sixth week? How is it like in the fifth week? As I trace back, they say it is like a mustard seed. It's like a sesame seed. It's like an apple seed. It's like a black pepper. Keep on, I, every week this is my job. Google. <laughs> How is the baby? And then he goes on to say it's like a lemon. It's like olive. It's like lemon. It's like, a, it's like an apple. It's like a musk melon. And then finally, ninth month, you say it's a big, big punk, pumpkin. It is there, pumpkin, <laughs> size of a pumpkin. When my wife, uh, uh, when she delivered, I was there with her. In India, they don't allow us to go inside the hospital. So I was waiting curiously how the baby will be and all that. I prayed God before my child was born, I asked for a girl child. And I named her Grace. Before my second child was born, I named my second daughter also as Faith. And uh, when the baby was born, the doctor came and gave, Take your baby, this is your baby. <laughs> I never held a newborn baby like that. I was holding the baby, the baby looked at my eyes. I was melting down. <laughs> I took the baby into the special room there and I, was, I put the baby on the bed and I kept watching like this. It was 10 o'clock in the night. Uh, I did not realize it was 6 o'clock then. From 10 to 6 I was just looking at the baby. <laughs> Meanwhile my mother-in-law came she says, see, there are so many mosquitoes. So I thought, I, I got up and said, mosquito, the time for you to die has come. <laughs> I took the towel and hit all the four or five mosquitoes, killed all the mosquitoes. <laughs> and said, I looked at my doctor, said, you are so beautiful. You are so wonderful. And then we later on, we took uh, the baby home. And we came to Bangalore from Kerala, and we were, uh, everything was normal. One day, my wife suddenly screamed, and she was coming and screaming, coming to me. I was just, then I was tired, so I was sleeping. Suddenly, I got her, uh, I got up and said, why is she screaming? What, what happened, what happened? I said, come here, come here, come here fast. I said, what? See, there. What? See, our baby is sitting there. So what's wrong in that? She says, are you stupid? She sits there for the first time in life. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> can you make her stand? <laughs> and how can it stand? <laughs> and then there was a time the baby stood for the first time. And I'm trying to make the baby run. Come on, baby, run. <laughs> and as I saw the time that the baby began to walk, began to run. 
and various stages of life how much god also like to see us grow in our faith like that each of us has been given a measure of faith he said if you have faith as small as mustard seed you can speak to the mountains and say be uprooted and go fall into the sea it will be done amen how many of you have faith as small as mustard seed here? One, two, three, few, only few. Some are rough. Some have doubt. Some are very strong. Some are thinking now, should I raise my hand or not? I believe you have not come here and si- you are not coming here and sitting here just simply ordinarily. I believe you have challenged the mountains in your life. You have crossed many mountains. You have overtaken mountains. You have crossed mountains to be where you are today. We all have we all add our challenges, our tough times, our problems, our tribulations right from the beginning. And we have spoken words of faith. We have spoken words of you know a real powerful word of god which is in the bible and we have seen the miracles of our miracles in our life how many of you have seen miracles in your life you have you experienced or not yes we all have experienced miracles each day is a miracle each day is a miracle i always tell many are the afflictions of the righteous many are the afflictions of the if you are if you are not a righteous man you will have a very easy life if you are a righteous man you are marked to attract afflictions in your life challenges problems tribulations so many things when you are a righteous man you have many problems when you are a righteous man you have afflictions you have problems to face as long as you are in this world you will have problems that's what jesus says that's a wonderful promise <laughs> as long as you are in this world you have problems but don't be afraid i have overcome the world many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord will deliver from all of those that's a good news Isn't it? He delivers from all the problems. He delivers from all the tribulations, all the challenges, all everything that whatever comes in our life, he helps us to uh, overcome everything. So if you are here tonight this morning, sorry. <laughs> if you are here today, you have spoken to your mountain. we have to see where our faith is is our are we growing in our faith or we made our faith to die where do we stand today are we growing or are we not growing second in first uh, corinthians chapter 16 verse 13 says be on your guard stand firm in the faith be courageous be strong First Peter five nine, but resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of sufferings are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. There are so many things which comes, but we need to stand in our faith. We need to stand in our faith. There is there is a guy called Chetan Prakash who came from Rajasthan. That is north of Karnataka, north of India. this man happened to be in bangalore in search of job so somebody told him somebody gave him a tract and said why don't you come to our church you know god will bless you god will bring a miracle in your life that's a good thing isn't it to share your faith with others to share the love of god with your neighbors your friends your colleagues many people ask come and ask us what is the key to the growth of the church how does people come to your church 
how does 6000 people are there how do you have multiple services do you have te- television program do you have any advertisement what is your strategy i said we don't have any strategy our strategy is everybody go and share their faith with their neighbors you talk one on one one on one you talk to your friends your colleagues your your uh, relatives your neighbors you talk about your faith you talk about your experience you talk about the love that god has pouring on you you talk about what god has been speaking to you when god speaks to you don't keep it inside share it with others so our believers that's what they do they went and share they go and share so this man chetan prakash came to our church and he saw everything he heard the testimonies he heard the word and he came forward and said sir can you pray for me sir what's your problem he said my wife is demon possessed whenever we take uh, whenever we go out to the shopping center or the market or weddings wherever the demon will manifest it will beat everybody so they often chain her and put her in the house he was fed up with the with the life the wife beats the husband so he left everything and ran away came back to came to bangalore so i said all right do you believe jesus do you believe that god can deliver your wife do you believe god can set your wife free yes i believe so a prayer in the church set the set his wife free in rajasthan which is under thousands of kilometers away i don't know nobody is saying amen to that amen <laughs> it's a wonderful story i was so i was flying what god can do he can do anything he's a god of impossibility anything is possible by our god so he came uh, and he got a phone he got a call immediately and he said and they told you know your wife is free she is asking she is talking so nicely she talks so gently you know she manifested just now and everything is all right you need to come here so this man goes to rajasthan and sees his wife totally delivered from the uh, demon possessed uh, problem then the husband and wife with the children they sat together and they began to praise god they began to read bible there are no uh, no churches there and what happened was in that place in the in the village they came from it's it's a, it's a, it's a desert there is no water so there is one well where they go and get water and everybody come and say uh, come and tell them you talk about jesus you pray and always speak about jesus you should stop doing it they say no 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 i will never deny jesus christ amen look at the challenge he is facing and this man kept his faith and he said even whatever may come i will never deny jesus christ and they told him you are you cannot go draw water from the well if you say if you deny jesus then you can come and draw water from the well until you deny christ you cannot draw water from the well where all the villages come and draw water and this man was thinking what what do i do so this man went to the neighboring village to go and draw water from the well yes he, he has to travel miles to bring water this man calls up and says this is my problem we are thinking to move to bangalore i said what a wonderful thing you are doing move to bangalore and uh, after some few days they had uh, they had to face lots of problems then they came to bangalore they settled in bangalore they all got baptized and he brought his brother 
and his family. They brought another sister and his family. Lot of families came from Rajasthan, one by one, settled here, got job, all baptized, all believed the name of the Lord. A new language was added to the church. They can, now they are more than 30, 35 people. They can have their own service in their own language. They are so much on fire for God. Recently they went to Rajasthan and uh, they found that since the time they left that village, there was no rainfall. They were telling him, they were telling him not to draw water from the well. And he left that place, came to Bangalore. Now there is no water in that village because there was no rainfall. People are starving. People are going to the neighboring village to get water that is also finished. Everything is finished. And this man goes and says, Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he shares the gospel. He preaches the gospel to the people there. And one man comes and says, Will your God bring rainfall to the village? And I said, definitely he, will, he definitely, he would definitely do it. I'm going to pray. That day he prayed and went and slept in the night. He brought all the buckets and put it outside one by one. And he went and slept. That whole night there was a big rainfall. All the buckets are full. All the well is full. One man standing in faith for God can bring a village to the knowledge of God. This man calls up, calls up and says, there are 40 people who are ready to take baptism. Can I bring them, bring them to Bangalore? I said, bring them to Bangalore. So he brought a couple of, uh, some uh, 18 people from Rajasthan, all the way from Rajasthan to Bangalore. And they, they stayed in Bangalore. They all got baptized. They all celebrate God so much. Those 18 people went. They shared testimony. They got another 40 people saved. And they are calling us. Can you come to Rajasthan? We will start a church there. And baptize all the 40 people. Why am I saying this? If you stand in faith. God will do mighty things. God will do great things, powerful things. In spite of our challenges, in spite of our problems, we need to stand in faith for God. Not giving up, not losing our heart. When Christ comes back, we need to stand in faith. We should show that we are still there waiting for the coming of the Lord. Waiting for the Christ to come. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we see we walk by faith and not by sight. Not by sight. There are a lot of people want to see, what is he going to do? I want to see some sign. Then I will believe. First believe, then see the sign. That's okay. First seeing sign, then believing is not okay. There is a sense-based faith Sense-based faith. You know, some people like uh, Thomas in the Bible. He says, oh, he, my Jesus is not alive. I think I have to see, test him. Put my finger in his wounds. He's using his senses. Today, people are so intellectual. They, they challenge the Bible. They challenge the word. They challenge, how can Jesus do this? How can it be possible? It's not going to happen. Let me see if, how he does it. Challenging God. And then believing. That is not, a, that is not right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us to walk by faith. We walk by faith. We, we walk by what the word says. We walk by what the Holy Spirit tells us, guides us. How he directs us. 
how he leads us how he takes takes us takes us forward that we, that is how we need to need to be amen amen not just by using our senses sense based faith our daily walk of life of faith should be real should be 100% real not yeah i am praying we go and see friends we say hello how are you yeah you know please pray for me yeah i am praying for you you have never prayed for yourself but you say you are praying for him it's it's not a real walk of faith most christians they don't walk they don't read bible they don't pray they don't have a real walk of life they just want to be on their own be a christian on sunday not on other weekdays that is not why god called us for how many of you agree with what i am saying amen we have our challenges definitely maybe we are tired maybe maybe we face something very serious but we are here to encourage one another to come as a family to bless each other to pray for one another to lift one another you know that is the way of our life that is how we should live one man in our church is a illiterate man he doesn't know no reading no writing nothing he was a driver he drives drives for a forest officer so every day he prays you know where he prays he goes and prays in the jungle where nobody comes he closes his eyes he kneels down lifts his both his hands and pray to god and all his friends other colleagues in the department in the government place they will come and say what is this man sidaya doing he's praying there oh this man is praying call that fellow what is he doing he's praying he they tease him they talk bad of him you are praying to god one day what happened they they went and brought a snake how many have you seen snake cobra you have seen you, you have seen uh, snakes in india we have nice cobras <laughs> so this man got a cobra from a snake charmer the snake charmers will remove the fangs and they will use it to you know uh, beg money in the streets do some uh, so they this man went and paid paid him some money and said bring that uh, snake without fangs and they put him in front of this man siddaya while he was praying he closed his eyes and pray they put the snake in front of him and said siddaya siddaya open your eyes he opened his eyes and he saw a snake in front of him he just fell back like this and said what a foolish thing you did i was talking to my god <laughs> you came and scared me like this that same day in that forest a real snake came and bit that man and that man died when the forest officer saw this thing he came and to- spoke to sidaya who is your god i want to know your god and he shared his shared about christ to him when he shared about christ to him he said my uh, sister in law is having cancer the doctors told that she is going to die so can i bring that uh, sister in law to your school, uh, to your uh, church yes why not if you come to our church definitely god will heal her so they brought that lady who was given up by the doctor as they came to the church as they dedicated themselves made a commitment and accepted christ god's power came upon them and she was totally set free totally healed they went back and surprised the doctors there is a hospital in bangalore called kidvai hospital it's a cancer specialty hospital sometimes the doctors when they have patients who are in a terrible 
situation. They say, okay, you can take your take the patient home. There is no more treatment. She's going to die. He is going to die in two months or one month. And they will cry, doctor, please do something. Please help. We will give you any, anything. We will give you money. Please help them. You know what the doctors would say. Many patients have come because the doctors have told, why don't you go try Grace Gospel Church? You know, like that, people have come to our church. God healed and delivered and go back and surprise the doctors. Hallelujah. That is how our walk should be. We should stand in faith, walk by faith, and pray in faith, speak words of faith, not be discouraged and talk about our pain. Keep talking about our failures. Keep talking about what is... We should start speaking about what the real God has done for us, yeah. done for each of us. Yeah. The Bible talks us that just shall live by... Not by sight. The just shall live by faith. A lot of people live by grace also. Of course, grace is big. The grace of God is always available. It's such a big thing. That's the fuel for our faith. You say, if God, by the grace of God, if I get a new job, I'm going to do this. First, try to put some action by faith then God will graciously give us what he wants to give us. We don't take a step of faith. We don't put any action. We don't try to do anything. How will something happen? Amen? Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. We need to take a step of faith. Let me try. Come on. Let me do this. Okay. Come on. I was in Brunei. When I was in Brunei, uh, they, the people were asking, how did you end up coming to Brunei? It's very strange that you came to Brunei. Of course it was strange. What made you to come? They were calling me to come, so I went. I was in Singapore. They said, oh, you came to Singapore. Why don't you come to Brunei? So I went to Brunei. And there was a man who was in coma for 40 days. He was in coma for 40 days because the the king's car went and hit the, hit the bodyguard's uh, bike. So he fell down, he got hurt, and he was in coma. And 40 days, the king was sponsoring everything. He was paying. They put him on ventilation. The machine was uh, pumping and uh, making this. I mean, the man was alive because of the ventilation, the machine. So then, can you, uh, do you want to go and pray for him? I said, yeah, why not go and pray? Let's go and pray. I'm happy to go and pray. So I went inside. I looked at this man. This man was like a dead body. No movement, nothing. His wife was there. She was crying. We spoke about the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe, he can come back to life. I prayed for him. Nothing happened. Continuously kept on praying for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Suddenly, there was a big sound, beep sound. The machine was beeping. I got afraid. What happened? The doctor, everybody came running inside. I said, doctor, what happened? He said, this is a special automatic machine. You know, when the, when the patient tries to make any kind of uh, action, makes uh, tries to uh, tries to breathe or move or anything this machine will automatically steps down and allow the patient to make uh, to make him breathe make him action and at that time there will be a beep and i went and saw this man there was tears on both eyes coming like this how can a man in coma cry and have tears like that. God's power came upon this man's life. He was 40 days, he was in coma. But God healed his body. 
we need to try we should try to do things for god take a step of faith i want to challenge you this morning try to do the impossible even if you when you are running when you are running we might fall down there is a saying in india our brother uh, situ might be knowing when you fall down your your mustache will become muddy <laughs> you know when you fall down your mustache will become muddy even when your mustache becomes muddy still i will i will rub it and run for jesus that is the kind of life we should have amen we should try we should exercise our faith we should move forward we should go testify to the people witness to the people witness to the people in the streets even if you don't have to go and stand there and preach to the preach the gospel in the streets just share it with your friends share it with your neighbors share it with your relatives share it within the family keep saying it again and again share what the lord has done and that will make great difference amen you know this man in the the two thieves were there one on this side one on the other side the thief on this side was saying oh are you really god if you are really god why don't you save yourself and save save us also he was mocking on christ the other thief said hey shut up man you did all the wrong and that's why we are suffering like this but him he never did anything wrong he never did any sin but he is going through all these things and he looked at jesus and he said will you remember me in your kingdom will you remember me in your kingdom he said today you shall be in paradise this man was there hanging just like the other thief he could have been simply See, he could have remained quiet he couldn't have, he could have just been silent without doing anything but he began to speak word of faith by telling this will you remember me in your kingdom by telling this statement he is telling he is showing jesus christ that i have faith in you i have faith in your kingdom i i have faith that you are going to come back again i have faith that you are going to rise again you are going to die but you will be resurrected that's what he means he is in the same line he is in the same place he is going to die he is going to die but he tells jesus you are going to be resurrected resurrected and remember me in your kingdom we should do like that jairus daughter died it's a funeral house i don't know how it is here in england in india if somebody dies everybody will be crying and they will also give money to bring people to cry you have you don't have here <laughs> you know brother siju tamil nadu kerala not in kerala karnataka many places they do they will bring people to cry they will pay them money so there will be people wailing oh <laughs> they will be crying so the moment you go there you will also feel crying <laughs> at least you will feel sad whatever it is when you go to a, a place where there is somebody somebody died how do you feel you feel happy oh he died you will not feel happy you will feel sad you will be quiet silent that is how jairus should have been his daughter died he could have been there but he chose to come to where jesus was he came and told jesus my my daughter died just now but that's okay you come and lay your hands and she shall live he made a he put his faith in action 
he took a step let me do this and what happened immediately jesus began to walk he began to follow this man he came to his house and the dead girl had to live hallelujah god can do anything the woman with the issue of blood she asked that she she said i will go if i touch the hem of the garment i shall be healed he kept saying he kept attempting kept moving forward little by little inch by inch finally it touched she got healed amen amen like that in our day to day life in our challenges in our problems in our trials you should be mindful if you are washed by the blood of jesus you will have problems that's why i am telling you when you are having problems step out in faith and god will do amazing thing don't lose your heart don't give up on anything stand strong god will definitely do mighty things in your life you will see the hand of god the power of god great things will happen and when the son of man comes he shall find faith in you 3 months old i'm going to finish now last testimony i'm going to share 3 months old uh believer 3 months old believer she came to church for some problem she got healed and delivered and uh, she gave her life to jesus and after that she had to go to a native place somebody was in the hospital sick in the hospital so she wanted to go there almost in gulbarga very long very lo- long way from bangalore almost 18 hours journey she went to that place and went to the hospital and saw the person dead the person the relative died and when she looked at the person dead she had a anointed oil she had an anointed oil in her pocket she has taken there she took that oil she said this is what my pastor does in the church so she takes the oil puts it on the prays over the dead lady and the dead lady came back to life she is not a great evangelist she is not a great preacher she is just an ordinary believer 3 months old i mean 3 months from the time she got baptized normal faith simple people are doing extraordinary extraordinary things the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violent taketh it by force we have to exercise our faith amen amen i believe even now as we are sitting here your faith is being activated hallelujah as we as we speak the word as we speak the word as we speak the testimonies of god you know the, our faith will be activated amen amen shall we all stand right now let us take some time let us take some time if somebody can come and sing uh, play let us take some time let's take some 5 minutes you know lot of people if you tell them to pray they will not pray they will be quiet because they don't know what to pray if they have prayed they have, they would have lot of words coming out there will be prayers coming out you know in our church what we do is we give them 15 minutes half an hour time speak keep praying do what you want to tell what you want to tell allow the holy spirit to move allow the allow the power of god to move ask the holy spirit to come and fill us open your mouth and praise him worship him open your mouth and speak in the language of god be filled in the power of god be filled in the power of the holy spirit even as you allow the holy spirit he will come and put his fire in us he will put come and put his power in us kindle us recharge us 
heal our bodies maybe you are sick maybe you have a pain here maybe you have come here with some sickness maybe you are taking pills for something maybe you have a sleepless night you are not able to sleep properly god will heal you this is the time of the holy spirit this is the time of his kingdom come on the earth i'm going to invite the holy spirit i'm going to invite him to invade this place right now to check take charge of this place right now to move in this place to touch our hearts and set our hearts on fire come on let us all be encouraged let us all open our mouths come on let us can we praise him can we lift our voices can we lift our voices can we increase the volume In, instead of just speaking very slowly let us openly with freedom with liberty where the spirit of god is there is li- there is freedom and liberty you don't have to be shy you don't have to feel about anybody don't be conscious of anybody be conscious of the move of the holy spirit in this place he is here right now i release the power of the holy spirit i release the move of god i come against every work of the devil everything that the enemy is bringing against us against this meeting i come against it right now i see the power of god is here right now the the fire of god is here 